You're listening to episode number 399 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go about the blog. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So I have to encourage you, Karen, to watch The Batman. I initially, when it first came out, when I first watched it. You had to watch it it like three times before you liked it. Yeah, well, no, that's not true. Uh, The second time uh, is is all it took. And I've watched it other times since then. I like Batman. Well, I know you do. It's just a little different from um, from what we recently saw Batman as an incarnation with Ben Affleck because he was meant to be in his elder years and this one he's it's supposed to be his second year as being Batman so you know he doesn't know if he's doing good or not. So he's he's Batman that doesn't feel good about himself. Yeah, he's conflicted. <laughs> he doesn't have, conflicted. he doesn't have confidence. Yeah, he's a snowflake Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but I recommend it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, I'll probably have to break it up because I don't know if I'm going to sit down for three hours. To yeah, watch that, the whole that's thing. number one, the dumbest thing about it. It's like it's. Uh, I've heard a lot. I've seen a lot of commentary that they could have edited it down. Yes, you could have. Yeah. Yeah. I have that eye about me too when I look at it. But when we could have just got rid of all that, that doesn't really support the narrative. <laughs> have you seen it yet, Tony? You uh, no, but I'm yet? you know I'm really not much of a um, superhero movie person. Got it. Um, I, Mark, Mark even texted me throughout the week. Um, and obviously I, this is one of the things I love most about Mark. And I truly mean this in, 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 in a, in a kind way. If, if you don't give Mark the answer he's looking for, he's just done with your conversation <laughs> <laughs> because I'm at work. I'm at work this week and I get a text message. Hey man, do you like, do you like Batman movies or something along those lines? Uh, and I said, no, never really got into them. Although I will concede that. Of the two, I'm more of a DC fan than I am a Marvel fan. Crickets. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, he must. Uh. Well, because I wanted to talk to you about the film, but if you if it's not something you're interested in, like, oh, well, that was that was me attempting to have a conversation, but yeah, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. I was like, no, I, I, I just don't have anything. Wanted that to the ground. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, before we start the show, real quick shout out to a uh, great friend of the podcast, Graham and his uh, chef Demoni podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he generously uh, let me come on and, and 
uh, totally ruin his podcast. I'm sure that will be the lowest listener uh, <laughs> uh, numbers that he'll get on any podcast ever. But You're he generously let me come on. It. And then I also got to listen to the uh, interview with uh, Karen, Penny, and Graham and his wife, B at... Uh, Lotus as I am. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I know it's out there, but I've been a little bit busy today, so I'm excited to... I mean, obviously, the, the conversation with Petty, I was there, and I remember it, but it'll be fun to hear that, and I really, as I mentioned on Twitter, Tony, I'm interested to hear how two lawyers who, like Vegas, interact. So <laughs> that's going to be going to be fun and a, a huge shout out to Graham for, for including us and what he's got going on. So very awesome. Nice. All right, well, listen, let's start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. In 1999, the Stardust signed a 10-year deal with Wayne Newton for a reported $25 million per year, the largest entertainment contract in Vegas history at the time. But after five and a half years, Newton ended his run and was replaced by George Carlin in April of 2005. You know, that's somebody that I wish I could have seen live. Wayne Newton? No, George Carlin. George Carlin. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. I, I just don't really have an interest. <laughs> and he... Is he... Did his show come back? Because he was supposed to do a comeback show and then it got postponed or canceled due to health issues, right? You mean, you mean today and in, in this... In this current era, okay. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't I know. I it's hard to follow. Talking about that. He's, he's, he's kind of a diva right up there with... A, no, he's not. He's not as bad as Adele, but... <laughs> Oh, nice. Excellent. Excellent. If anything, Wayne Wayne Newton has earned his right to say, I'm not feeling well and don't want to perform at the moment. That's true. The guy's 110 years old. Exactly. With Uh, a really stretched, tight face. So it's got to be hard to get that mouth. (laughs) It's hard to sing when you can't open your mouth. Right? (laughs) Um, Mark, why do you think that this is, I'm kind of coming at this from a different angle. Why do you think I wish Wayne Newton would have gotten his full 10-year uh, contract fulfilled. Because then you would have been able to see him. Uh, no. No. Because that would have then extended the Stardust well past their closure date of November 1st, 2006. Oh, okay. oh that's right. Yeah. And at least 2009. And I was, as I was, so when I read this, your little blurb here, I thought, well, okay, okay, interesting. When, when did, uh, it closed because I thought 2005 would have been a, a pretty close year. Um, and so I looked it up November 1st, 2006, my very first trip to Vegas would have been in uh, early to middle August of 2006. And I knew nothing of the city. Hmm. Um, I mean, really, I knew that there were, that there was a lot of gambling there um, and they had a bunch of casinos on the strip. That was, that was literally all I knew about Vegas. Um, if I would have known then what I know now to know that I was there just a scant two and a half months before it was going to close. And I, and no doubt my guess would be when I was out there in August of 2006, it probably was already known and slated yeah. to be getting ready to close. Probably. There would have been plans I'd in place. I would, have, I would have expected. I didn't realize it closed on my birthday. Oh, jeez. I didn't think of it. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. One very sad thing happened on March 4th, 1st, but something glorious happened on November 1st. Good recovery there. Thank, so thank you. Thank you. So then let's just get into Twit Pick of the Week. I'll admit it. This is the first Twit Pick of the Week that I'm not 100% sure where this is located. My educated guess is the stardust, but my experience with her was so limited. Still, she seems to have the same level of elegance and tackiness as the legend. Thanks to at Vital Vegas, 
we got to thoroughly thanks to Las Vegas. Thanks to Las Vegas. <laughs> thanks. What's well, true? Thanks to Vital Vegas, we got to thoroughly reflect on the strip's past and present. I my first. So I read it first and then pulled it up mm-hmm. and thought, okay, this could be at the Stardust, but it doesn't look like any star I've ever seen associated with the Stardust logo. What it reminded me of, my first impression, was Riviera. Hmm. Mm. So I don't, again, I have no idea where this is from. Well, it's, it, the only thing is, is it's clearly a port cachorro. Right. Um, and Riviera never had one like that. Oh, okay, well then. Maybe it is, but that the the way that the yeah the lights were and the colors—that's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I when I saw it when he tweeted it out um, on April 11th, I also thought it was the Stardust. But now that you mention Riviera, I'm like I could I could definitely see that being the color pattern that they have there too. So uh, I, I would still I would probably still say it's it's if I had to. If I had to make a bet on it, I would probably go with uh, Stardust. But Riviera is a damn good uh, second choice because that never even crossed my mind, quite honestly. Well, and I wonder, because yeah, you say it's definitely a pork ashore, but could it have been inside like an entrance to a theater or something? It could be. Yeah, it could ceiling? be. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not 100% sure where it's from. I, I saw it and I thought Stardust pork ashore. If anybody knows, please That's tweet right. us, message us. Yes, yeah, Scott, Scott's the posted it. Where, where is it. Where's this from? Where'd you get that? Come on, Scotty. <laughs> leaving right. us hanging here. Well, he's answering that. Let's get into the news. No. As always, we'll link to the photo. Come on. That was a really fun transition. (laughs) But you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You have one job, Tony. I I know. One job. And it's the same job every week. (laughs) I know. know, This literally never changes. (laughs) As always. Here's what we should do. After we podcast, can I just record like certain statements that never change and you can just slide them right? (laughs) Yes, but then we lose the texture with which you, you say them from week to week. Well, and let's be real honest. How funny would that be on some of the weeks where I do get a little more blitzed <laughs> and I'm slurring my words. And then all of a sudden in perfect prim and proper English, <laughs> you're hearing the following sentence. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog featured on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. And then I come in with, ah, I can't. I want to talk about this. Uh, this is interesting. I can't wait for us to, to discuss this. Tell me about the Fremont expansion. The Fremont's $50 million expansion project is underway. It appears the hotel expansion has been abandoned in favor of expanding the casino floor. I don't know why I had to say it like that. As well as the addition of a food court and a sports book. That isn't to say that they could or that they couldn't add a hotel tower on top of the new casino space, but according to Vital Vegas, that isn't in the plans, at least not right now. Included in the plans are the beautification of the space between Fremont Street and Ogden Avenue, leading down to downtown Grand. Hmm. Yeah, that's nice because that's that's had those concrete blocks down there forever. Yeah. Interesting that they're not building an, another tower. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it looks like they're expanding the, the casino and then you could build up from yeah. there. But no, that's Scott claims like. that that's not what they're doing. I just, I don't know. I didn't think that, well, I shouldn't say that because I was going to say that the hotel rooms seem to be a huge revenue generator, so why would you not build those? I didn't, wouldn't think the casino would do that, but then go back to the, the gaming revenue records that we're seeing month after month yep, after month yep. and... Okay, I guess that makes sense. And then a food court, 
I think is a, a good idea, depending on what they put in it. Yeah. Because the food, the food options on Fremont, to me, are either really good or really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. I don't feel like there's a solid, except for, like, Circa, because they've got, like, Victory Burger and the Deli. Right, but we've talked about how we had issues with uh, Barry's Downtown Prime. Yeah. And Scott has said yeah. he's been back there since there, and they seem to have fixed it. I've heard it from a couple people. Yeah. Actually, somebody just last week told me it was one of the best steaks they've ever had. So hopefully they fix that. But yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like a, a, a actual food court. Because is there really even a food court downtown? There's kind of a tiny food. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, a Plaza's got one. Um, Do they really? There's the the outside uh, one at Neonopolis. All those that's, food options. I see. I don't. But that's a that's a food hall. I when I think of a food court, I think of some like branded restaurant names, like names you're going to recognize. There's some. There's some. That Plaza's one got a McDonald's in it. I think. I don't uh, think. Or maybe not no, a McDonald's. The D, the D has a McDonald's. Uh, Wendy's. I think it's a Wendy's. Yeah, the D it's has It's something a like that. I, I can't remember what it is. But that's what I'm thinking. When I think of a food Subway, court, I think of Subway. branded names. And the Neonopolis yeah. one is kind of like a, oh, here's Asian cuisine and here's Italian <laughs> cuisine and here's, but it's not really branded. Right. So I think, I think that could be a, a pretty good draw down there. Hmm. All right. Uh, I, I, listen, anytime a casino, particularly on Fremont, wants to expand, I am... I am all for it. I, yeah, I, really. I look forward to it. I think this will be a, a fun, and especially since they're a part of the Boyd, uh, you know, contingent that would, they, I will concede, uh, their rooms are perhaps a bit tired. Uh, and when I say dated. a bit tired, I mean kind of uh, for folks that have ever stayed at the main street station rooms, those are, I, I would consider a bit tired. Uh, but, but if once they do that, I think that that casino is really going to be um, another very valuable option. You know who will not want uh, the hotel in, to be updated? Our buddy Mitchell from Canada. That is his go oh, that's to right. home. <laughs> he loves that place. So. <laughs> All right, let's. Oh, all right. Let's <laughs> next topic. Diva Adele. Oh, you got to put them together. Diva Dale. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps it really was just the fault of a shitty creative team and not just the ultimate diva bitch fit. Either way, it's been reported that Adele has fired her entire creative team and hired a whole new one in hopes to save her postponed residencies at Resorts World. That said, it doesn't bode well for the production that the entire original show has been scrapped. No word when the postponed dates will be rescheduled or when the residency will resume. The singer has said the shows would definitely be this year because she wants to have another baby in 2023. Oh, well, she wants to have another baby. Then. I, I, she just, she might as well go ahead and do it because it's going to be nine months before the show is back on the, she just, she makes me sick. Like I, I, I can't stand the diva attitude. Uh, I complete, I'm completely off Odell, Odell, oh. Odell. Odell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Odell Beckham Jr. And I don't like Adele. I just feel like. And I get she supposedly struggles with a lot of anxiety issues about performing. I know. If that's your case, th then say that. She don't, should have said don't it. Don't bullshit and, and oh, right. the show's just not right. Well, and, you know, she blamed COVID. And as far as I know, I haven't heard her say any other statement other than, I mean, there's been all kinds of other people saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it was, mm -hmm. she didn't like the show and she threw a hissy fit and she was fighting with her boyfriend back in LA and whatever. Only thing I've ever heard her say, and maybe I missed it because I don't, it's not like I'm have alerts set up for every time Adele does an interview. Right. Um, but uh, the, the one thing I, I've heard, 
The only thing I heard is that it was I, I, COVID. That might, I apologize. It may come across a little snarkier <laughs> no, that was, than that I intended it That was funny. That was funny. Um, yeah, I, th- I just, I feel bad for the people that spent so much money on those tickets and are just like, like stuck in limbo. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Come on, Tony, bring your snark. We know you got it like I, bottled I, you up know and what? ready to I go. I really don't. I have, here's the reason why I, yeah, listen, if she has performance anxiety, <laughs> I could get in line to tell it. Um, then I guess my point <laughs> is to say, then fine, stick to making music. So many artists say that that they're they want to bring their gift of of creating music to the world. Cool. Just keep cranking out uh, CDs. Here's the problem: that ain't where the money is made. Right. No, the money uh-uh. is made out on tour. Right. So you got to decide, Adele. Do you want to be a diva and make all the money that you can make from these concerts, or do you want to be an artist? Bringing your voice to music. I don't, there you go. I don't know if there's anybody that has been labeled a diva that I actually like. I can't. I can't think of any yeah. divas that are, are like, yeah, but I like her. Huh. Whitney Houston kind of got on my nerves. Uh, uh, yeah, she's never somebody I would. Mariah Carey's another one. Ugh, I, I oh, can't God, stand. No. Uh, Celine Dion's probably a diva. I guess she's okay. Right. Yeah. I still yeah. I can't visually visually watch her perform though because all yeah, the yeah, the chest thumping and everything <laughs> drives me absolutely crazy. Um, you know who I can't stand right now? Uh, sorry for pissing off all of our and and here's how we kill all of our Canadian listeners right now. Um, the current uh, little chicky tutor that's the like 14 day champion on on Jeopardy. I hand to God, <laughs> you tie her hands behind her back and she probably would not be able to give a single answer to any Jeopardy question right, right now. I have not seen this, but now I feel like I want to I tune know, right? in and mom, see what's oh, up with this. She's mom just got know. this one. Her her left arm is like a little T-Rex arm, and it just hangs right next to her to her body. And when she talks, she flaps this little this little T-Rex arm hand around. It's My, my this, wife does it. Okay, what's this? Like this is going in a this really bad This sounds like you're place. making fun of somebody with a disability. Oh, Tony. no. Don't see. Now, why did you have to go because there? Because that's is, what it sounded like. She is Fully, fully normal. I don't want to say fully, that either. Yes, exactly. Fully All developed. There you, go. there you go. She's obviously a very, very brilliant young lady. Um, I just, uh, she's one of those in- instances where I would rather this be a radio uh, television program. <laughs> radio television. There's the title of your show. Let's move on. NFL draft transportation options. As you can imagine, the strip is expected to be packed for the upcoming NFL draft. To help alleviate traffic issues, multiple mass public transportation is available. The Las Vegas monorail is offering round-trip passes to Nevada residents for $2. Uh, 24-hour passes are also available for $13. And in addition to the monorail, and Uber for that matter, watch out for surge pricing when it comes to that, though. The RTC is offering round-trip passes for $4. Details regarding all the options, including the ability to purchase them, check out the link on the blog. See, I, I'm just not a big fan of mass transit. I'm not either, but... But, I mean... Again, we've never lived in some place where we used it on a regular basis, yeah. so for us, it's a little bit like... And it's... You and, you and I have control issues when it comes to going places and doing things. We want to be able to leave when we want to leave. Yes, exactly. And yeah, I don't, I don't to want have to, wait to for anything. hike back to a monorail station and then take the train up to then get our car that we parked at the convention center would just irk us yeah so although I, I will say that um when we were young or whatever it is that that concert continues to haunt me like i'm like man we should go that sounds like uh, like it'd be awesome it, seeing the bands would be awesome 
dealing with the whole festival aspect. Not but I so mean, much. if you can come and go, you know, they're like you're like, yeah, I need to take a break. These guys are going to be on. Who's but where? That? Huh? Well, you could stay at Stratosphere or something. I mean, because we're definitely not staying across the street at that piece of shit. Yeah, the the property that shall not be named. Shall not be named. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I still don't. One, on one hand, uh, we'll I've never been to a music festival either, which is something I think would be interesting. Uh, not a multi-day festival. No, we no. haven't been. We've been where they have a bunch of bands. R- yes, and yeah, we, right. We yeah. have been someplace where they had a second stage. I'm trying to remember where that one was. Um, but I, I don't know. I just one hand of me. Uh, on one hand, I really want to go. Because it's the NFL draft and it's in Vegas. And, with you. you know, there's that. But then the other part of me is like, it's going to be a fucking madhouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with all these people in Tonya, my city. Get a, get a get a place at, uh, at Cosmo. Have you looked at the prices? <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you my, my friend uh, Troy was, was looking to come in that weekend and I couldn't figure out why Cosmo's rooms were 500 plus a night. Mm-hmm. Well, then it occurred to me when we reported it on the show. I'm like, oh, shit, it's the draft. That's why. Right. So, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. And I'm, my guess is, at this point, if they're not sold out, I'd be shocked. Because you got the balconies overlooking the fountains, which is the room that I'd want to have. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought you were talking about the concert. I'm like, they've got like three days. Oh, no, the draft. Yeah, sorry. A- any more sports ball chat? Or are you guys good? Yeah, just, just tune in. All right. You have one job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's going to do it for news. Why don't we move into prop bets? I was texting with my wife to make sure she is confident. <laughs> she is confident that this young lady, uh, it's merely more just a, uh, just a, a perhaps physical tick that she has. Uh, it's not, she, she, she said, don't worry. You'll offend people for many other reasons. Not well, that one. And, and you know what, Tony, I have an expert that I can ask because my mom is an avid jeopardy watcher. You um, should you should watch it literally tonight then with her because as we record this on well hopefully nobody is behind on their Jeopardy watching but for uh, for folks that listen to it at least before they posted uh, today's Friday April twenty second Jeopardy she was still the reigning champ champ of thirteen or fourteen days and so. I, I can watch it with my mom because guess why Tony she's out why here visiting. That? I know that's so Yay. awesome. I I am I am fortunate enough. I am lucky enough. I get to be a, a friend of yours on on Facebook, um, and I and I don't take that lightly. No offense, there may be some listeners out there who have friend requested me, and until I meet you, yeah. you sit you sit in the in the friend am, uh, Facebook friend request. I am you know, the like, same way. See, it's different for us because Cute. we're a show, you know. So you you're you're more trying to drive traffic. Well, yeah, no, you, uh, I think you as 360 Vegas are connected to a lot more people. And I, I will be honest to Tony's point. I have gotten friend requests from folks that I know, I know listen to the yeah. show, but I don't know them. Yeah. And I have kind of compartmentalized my social media, right? So, Boom. so Facebook Absolutely. is, is family and friends. Yep. Um, Twitter is pretty much all the show and then yep. Vegasy stuff and you know, all that kind of things. Um, you have LinkedIn, which is supposed to be professional, but now that I'm not looking for a job, I don't really care. Um, and I'm on Instagram, but I don't get it, and I am hardly ever on there. So yeah, we had someone it. ask if we would start posting the Twitter of the week on Instagram. We actually had an issue. I won't say who because everybody will know if I say they'll, they'll know who I'm talking about. Right. Um, but somebody uh, that had one uh, has a different Instagram name. And mm-hmm. I referenced their their Twitter handle, and oh. they were like, uh, uh, you know, oh, just an FYI, this is this is our uh, our handle over here. And I'm like, well, this is the Twit Pick of the week, so I just 
I found it on Twitter and I'm sharing it with everybody right. else. This is where I found it on Twitter. Right. And it was a thing for a while. And uh, Well, and I should, uh, honestly, at Instagram, I should see if I can change my handle because I'm on as, I think I'm like LV Finance Foodie or something. something I need yeah. to switch it to get it to 360 Vegas Karen if I'm going to do anything with it at all. Right. Because it's not, yeah. But anyway, um, but yes, I'm with you, Tony. I don't, unless I've met you and we're actually friends, then I apologize, nothing personal. I, I do post, I think, some personal family and friend stuff on Facebook, which I'm a little more protective about. Yeah. But, um, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, but uh, the reason I shared that was simply because I, I got to see a very cool, very cool picture. I hope I hope it's okay for me to divulge that you did a what appeared to be a ladies' mani-pedi day with brunch. Yes. With your mom. We did. We did. So yeah, she got in last night, and, and so I surprised her with the, uh, the pedicure. She didn't know that was coming to... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we did that and then went and had brunch and it was, it's been a fun day so far. And then I came home and took a nap. So apparently I really needed a day off. Yeah, she took him, uh, she took him <laughs> to Toasted, that place that we took you guys. Yeah. <gasps> Great. She said, she spot. said the service was dramatically improved. It was, it was fantastic. Good. And so oh, I, good. I actually got this time. I have to just break, cause again, it's a local's place and it's food. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, this time we had got, cause you know, they have like actual, the pla- name of the place is Toasted. And they actually have some toasts on the menu, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, they had one. I think they called it green eggs and ham. So it's uh, it's chopped that. up deviled eggs or chopped up hard-boiled eggs, um, asparagus, capers with a nut-free pesto spinach and on this beautiful thick sl- uh, slice of um, gar- uh, uh, sourdough toast. And we just got one and we split it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it was fantastic. I need to figure out how to make this spread at home because everything was all it wasn't like you had a fried egg on top it was hard, like everything was kind of chopped up together and then put on the bread oh my god it was so good it was so good oh i i tip my hat to you i i have never liked egg salad yeah and so as you're explaining this to me it i'm just like no gracias this does not sound uh, tasty at all and then of course i i immediately think of the uh scene from Big Top Pee Wee, where he's got his head in his girlfriend's lap and she's eating an egg salad that's dripping off the sandwich onto his face okay. while he's trying to talk to I her. I have never seen that, so I, that's an image you, I really didn't. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's probably, it probably is the, and, and the worst part is, I'm making it sound funnier than the scene actually is. It's a funny scene, but it's not that funny, but it's probably the funniest scene from the movie. It was a terrible, terrible um, uh, sequel to, to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So. Oh, that's why I don't remember it, because you're right, the sequel. I saw the first one. Yeah, it was It was just, it was awful. It was awful. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, I already mentioned that for, uh, maybe I didn't. Well, I'll remind you, for those of you unfamiliar, PropBets is an extension of the news with just, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, a member of the Korean boy band, BTS, was spotted at a Cirque show before the band's final performance. What show did he choose? What do you guys think? Tony, you guys Uh, first. So, part of me just doesn't know what shows are back, so I'm going to just call out one that I... Uh, that was my guess too because number one it's down on that end of the street it's it does it's asian themed um i just thought that wouldn't make sense the only other one that sort of flipped in my head if he is a true music lover he might have gone to see love went to see michael jackson one oh, oh okay well no that that would make sense that would be right up i guess the bts alley 
<laughs> pop star, you know, dance oh, moves, sure. yeah. all of that kind of stuff. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and again, it's out on the south end of the strip, so I don't know where they were staying when they were in for the concert. Right, but, right. Um, although they did see, I saw a picture um, that they ate dinner at Morimoto. Oh, nice. It's ah, yeah. very cool. Right. Hey, before, so let me, speaking of Morimoto, I, I thought about him today in that restaurant specifically based on the fact that that's where my wife and Karen and I had an opportunity to eat and it is 100% worth experiencing and enjoying. Mm-hmm. But here's my question. What, because part of the chef demoni, and I don't want to give too much of it away, but but part of the chef demoni conversation that, uh, that, that Graham and I had was to what do, you know, there's, High-end restaurants have its place, and more budget-friendly restaurants have their place. And that's an awesome thing about Vegas is you can do whatever you want, even within a culinary um, uh, uh, bubble, let's say. Right. Karen, I'm wondering what and, – and I thought about Morimoto when I was listening to the podcast. <clears throat> what, to your knowledge, if you had to pick maybe the top two or three, what do you think are the – the most expensive restaurants that are in Vegas. Any any guesses? Um, yes. So my my top two would be uh, the Mansion, which is Joel Robichon's restaurant. It's like the okay. f- 13, 14 course tasting. Okay. And the Chef's Tasting at Nobu. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I think that one's... Oh, no, 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 no. Not Nobu. Um, Guy Savoy. It's Caesars. That one, that one I know is is way up there. Um, Nobu is expensive as well, but I don't think that that's any more expensive than you know. We also did the chef tasting at Bazaar, but I would have to say, from what I know, that the two most expensive are going to be Joe Robichon at the Mansion and Guy Savoy uh, at Caesars. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I assure you, when either, I I haven't eaten at either one of them yet. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I, those were not where I told them uh, I would recommend going to eat if you're looking for a nice dinner out on the town. So, well, I don't know I'm that I I don't know that I'd recommend them because again, I've never been there. Now, sure, th- I definitely want to eat at both. Um, I'd be curious. Well, no, I'll listen and find out which ones you recommended. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I promise you, neither of them. <laughs> The Nevada Supreme Court has ruled that David Copperfield and MGM Grand were not financially responsible for the British tourist injuries during a signature vanishing act in 2013. How are they not responsible? If it happened during David Copperfield's show at MGM, how are they not responsible? I don't know. It sounds like a scam. Unless he was drunk and that's why they're blaming him. He was drunk. Well, yeah. You know, tripping over stuff in the dark to... Oh, oh you mean the guy the, that... The yeah. guy that was injured. Well, that's what I mean. Like, we have to believe this because we don't know how the trick works. You know, so how they kept that out of the courts or, or whatever is surprising to me. I, I've, I've heard some rumors on how it works. Yeah, but I see. I don't want to, I don't. I don't want the illusion broken. And generally, That's I don't either. Um, but I think we know somebody who was part of it. I believe. Yeah, we do. Has has chatted Matt. with us a little bit. But well, yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> well, but, yeah, right, but he won't give it up. He won't give do. up the information either. again. Unfortunately, I, I apologize if I if I'm giving Graham perhaps too much love on today's episode, but I he yeah, he really dug. No. He, he, listen, compliment me, fluff my peacock feathers, and all of a sudden you're going to get whatever the hell you want. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't take much. He he had made mention how much he enjoyed the the legal lounge segments. I'm going to find this. I am going to create a yeah. legal lounge out of it. Good idea. And but that's but hang on, anybody can just make a promise. I need it to be a smart promise, so I'm going to have a timeline on it. 
as we record this on uh, 422, I promise this will be available. Mark and I will record this and it will be posted to Patreon before 522. So I've given I have I've literally given myself a 30 day and me timeline. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mark, Mark, Mark schedules when everything gets Patreon. You don't get to, to pick when that goes up. No, no, no. no. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, fine. Let me rephrase. I will. I will have it recorded with Mark. And then whenever he wants to uh, post it. And then when you get it two years later. <laughs> right. That, that's true. That's true, too. That's true, too. But yes, yes, yes. Although, I can't wait. I'm gonna, Because when I read this, I literally put a little um, arrow next to it with a question mark. Like, wait, what? Nevada Supreme Court's doing what? And it's one of those amazing scenarios where it's a it, it's clearly got to be some sort of negligence case mm. where they're right. suing David Copperfield and MGM for a negligence. So what was going on? There will always almost always be a beautiful fact pattern that will be a part of any court's opinion laying out what was going on. So we'll we'll find out about it. And we'll but got to be a Patreon subscriber to get it yep. in two years from now. <laughs> Journey will be the first rock band to perform at Resorts World, and when they do, they'll have a full orchestra backing them. Journey's shows will be Friday and Saturday, July 15th and 16th, and again the 22nd and 23rd. I'm mildly interested now. Like, I've been kind of interested in seeing Journey, although I think they're the guy that they have for a lead singer, like, he just runs around too much. He reminds me of uh, Haley from Paramore. Just fucking running all over the place, like... Just sing, okay? You can dance a little bit. You don't need to run from one side of the stage to the other one. Like, that's, that's exhausting. Well, maybe not for them. It's exhausting for me to watch. What, because your head has to swivel? <laughs> it's too much? Because I'm like, oh, I'd be huffing and puffing just getting up that stage. <laughs> so God, I, I bet his feet hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> Those shoes are not comfortable to be running in. You know, I, I've always found it interesting when rock bands perform with an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um we, you know, Metallica has done it, which I thought was fascinating. Uh, we actually saw Corn do a live stream with yeah, a, yeah. an orchestra behind them recently. It just, it, I don't want to say that it like legitimizes the rock music, but it, I think it introduces it to other people. Transcends. That says, oh, wait, so there is melody and there is thought behind this, yeah. you know, what's going on and, and what's being played. So, I mean, I'm interested. Uh, I think it'll depend on how much the tickets cost because I might look at it and go, yeah, I don't know if I'm that interested. But good for Journey. The topless show, Ex Burlesque at Flamingo, reached a milestone this week. They have been performing on the strip for 20 years. Nice. I, I bet and it's, it's interesting. I bet, I bet you none of those sales are that's what, sagging. That's what I was just going to say is I bet Sorry. it's not. No, that it tied into what so Mark just said. He bet it's not this, the the same people performing for 20 years, which is exactly my thought, because yeah. otherwise, Tony, it would be right into your thought of, yeah. you know, how things would be sagging if that were the case. <laughs> so we were all thinking in the same vein. There. Yes, we were. Yes. Well, and when I first started making notes, I was like, OK, I bet you the show's 20 years old, but I bet you those boobs are only three years old and I thought that sounds super creepy so let's just wait and see how the joke plays out in real time right those of you interested in the new beard district just a few blocks south of Fremont Street also known as being in the arts district (laughs) they now have a map of all of the options I'm realizing you have a passion for this and and it annoys you when I call it a beer whatever yeah it does because there's like, more than just beer down it there. It amuses me. Well, as long as you're having a good time, and then I will continue <laughs> to call it what it is. It actually is. Um, 
So they have a map, and we will have a link to that on the blog. It's pretty sweet. Even I wasn't familiar with all of them, yeah. like right off the top. Because there's head. like eight, I think. I think so. In a two-block radius. I two mean, it's yeah, yeah it, it's a super close. I mean, talk about a pub crawl, which hey, we'll be able to do in June, right? Right. With hopefully more than ten people in attendance. Six people, yeah. The six people are going to really dig it. The the eleven <laughs> over and fifteen and. That's so unfair. <laughs> We've never had that many people on day three uh, participating. In, well, I guess they participated in your fucking cocktail thing. The cocktail thing they did. Well, Tony, you th- he, Tony threw the, the challenge down there, so we yeah. just... Our listeners that were offended and are picking up the gauntlet and running with it. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> it was confirmed by the RJ that Palm's restaurant offerings will include the popular AYCE buffet. That stands for All You Can Eat, for those of you who didn't know. Palms is set to reopen April 27th. Man, that's right around the corner. That's awesome. That's my mom's birthday. Oh, cool. And and it was confirmed that Green Street is not yes, coming unfortunately. back, which made me sad. Weezer, Ice Cube, and Marshmallow. Sounds like a Ben and Jerry flavored ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> they will be... Uh, <laughs> mm, have you tried the new Weezer, Ice Cube, and Marshmallow by Ben and Jerry? Uh, it's been high. Uh, sorry, this is what happens when you give me the script too early, Mark. True. I make little comments that I or little notes that I think are very funny, <laughs> and you don't find out that they're not funny until they actually come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they will be the headline performers at the 2022 uh, NFL Draft. Weezer, they're going to be performing on April 28th. The next day on the 29th will be Ice Cube, and the following day on the 30th will be Mr. Marshmallow. Um, other than reporting that the performances will be in the draft theater, details on what exactly that is or where it's going to be located has not been reported. I was mildly interested in Weezer, and I'm like, where the fuck is this? I would have to think that the draft theater is what they're building. You on think the what lake. they're building over the Fountains of Bellagio? I think so. I think it it'd be has a cool be. place to do it. Although you, you got like I would be concerned about the crowding spilling over into the. Oh no, they're gonna have the street shut. The off. street is gonna be that's shut right. Off. Yeah, so, so that's yeah, that would, would make sense. sense. Heck yeah, maybe we should consider checking out Weezer. Yeah, don't we have to pre-register for something though? Isn't that what Christina oh, was NFL texting draft. us about? Yeah, there's something like that. I don't know. Maybe we just register and then figure it out from there. Yeah. Well, wouldn't this go back, though, to your whole idea of if you got yourself one of the Cosmo rooms? I mean, aren't you kind of sort of ticking off all of the things you would want to, to see? Well, you, you could, but you the way, because the stage, if it's the stage that's in the fountains, that faces the strip. So if you're in the Bellagio room, even if you're on the Boulevard Tower, you're going to be facing the side of the stage, so you'll be able to hear them. But you're not going to be able to see them. Are we one. are we heading to the strip on Saturday or Sunday? I didn't know that we had decided we were heading oh, to I, the strip. I didn't, I didn't know, but I figured at some point <laughs> we'd go to the strip. And I'm shocked at you, the poor effort you put into planning <laughs> uh, this time with your mom. Wow. Oh, you mean this weekend? I thought you meant during the, uh, no, the draft. No. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We're heading down tomorrow. All right, so that's a little, that's a little more like the woman I married right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we all love her. That's why we all love For her. Fuck's sake. All right, finally, The Who are performing at Park MGM Friday and Saturday, November 4th and 5th. Show, show start at 7.30 p.m. and tickets start at a shitload of money. No, it's not. No? They, they wouldn't tell me. No, an undisclosed amount. But I'm guessing it's going to be a shitload of money. That's fair. I mean, yeah. What is sweet, sweet Mama Karen doing right now while you're while, while we're recording? Uh, Listening in shame downstairs. Downstairs. 
<laughs> I don't know why I had to say it like that. I don't know why you did either. So, so funny story. Um, mom gets here last night and, you know, we, we fed her, got her some food and kind of flipping through. <laughs> fed her, got groomed her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got well, her nails done the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to remember, my, so number one, my mom has not been on a plane um, since 2018. And even okay, before so then, the only time that she was ever on a plane is when we flew her down to see us. So she's not like a, a big traveler. And mm-hmm. so, you know, this was the first time in a while. Um, long flight. It's a, it was did a long to, flight. Did she have to wear a mask? No, she did not. Okay. Okay. She had, yeah, I, that's I, all I, gone. She was very happy airport, about that. Getting on planes, that's all gone, people. Yeah, and it happened to, like announced a couple of days before she flew out. So I, okay. I was very happy for her. Um, but no, she didn't did have to. Up, did you fly her out first class? I didn't fly her out first class, but it was a direct flight, which she was very happy about because the, you know, her changing planes in a strange airport is just, it's just not my mom's thing. Right. Um, so I wanted to take very good care of her and we were waiting for her in baggage claim when she got there. So, um, it, it was, it was all good. Mom made it in one piece. Um, but we were sitting down last night and I'm kind of, cause I always have the TV on. So we're sort of flipping through and talking about, you know, is she interested in watching something? And there was an ad for, um, the TV show ghosts that came on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, I, I think I want to watch that, but I can never figure out when it's on to record it. And I said, well, hold on a second. And, uh, you know, Hulu Plus has the whole season. And so she and I started watching it last night. And it was so much fun because uh, I, I love the show. I, I think it's it's cute. It's funny. Um, and she was chuckling out loud at different points of it. So much to the fact that it was almost one o'clock when we finished an episode and I said, Mom, I have to go to bed. Now, mind you, this is 4 a.m. my mom's time. And Karen and doesn't have to work the following And day. I don't have to work. <laughs> mom's still up. <laughs> so she really enjoyed the show. So she's downstairs binge watching the rest of the, the first season. Good for her. Yeah, I've done that right now. That's yeah. awesome. Good yeah. for her. Fantastic. Uh, listen, my wife says Ghost is in excellent very funny very cute show it is uh so she's been kind of ha- uh, um <clears throat> hounding me to watch it you know what she finally finally convinced me to watch is um i am currently binge watching breaking bad oh it's a oh, good series okay uh we are we are th- I, i'm on the third season i'm about seven or eight episodes in um and uh, it's it, it's finally getting. And, and my wife even mentioned it last night when we were finally turning off the TV and going to bed. She said, "Boy, I wish I would I would re- remember what I know now of what I recalled then, which was season one and two are good, but they're kind of slow." Mm-hmm. She said, "These episodes in season three are." outstanding mm-hmm. so well, i don't really I think, even want to talk about where we are in season three just yeah. because if anybody ever decides they do want to watch it i don't want to give up too much of i i will i will say this part though what i like about this show thus far only seven or eight episodes into season three is it reminds me of what i why i loved lost during the first probably three or four seasons while it was on really it really does tie one episode or let me rephrase one episode you'll meet a character. The person says hi, proverbially, but the person says hi. Six episodes later, you get the backstory on why that person was there saying hi to that main character and what's been going on. And that is so lost-like mm-hmm. for me. So I will say that I think, I think it was season four of Breaking Bad that you had to push through. 
There was there was one, and it might have been five, but I think it was season four. I so know, when you get it, done with three, it, so there's, I'm sorry, keep going. Well, I was gonna say when you get done with three, I think it's four that you just have to push through that season, and then it then it's good again after that. Better Call Saul's like that. It's 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 a prequel to Breaking Bad, and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's like Breaking Bad in that sense where um, not necessarily the season, but like part of an episode. You have to fast forward through because it's just unwatchable. Um, <laughs> okay. It's usually him uh, in disguise, hiding somewhere, like trying to blend in with it, whatever. And it's all in black and white. And See, I didn't. I wasn't so, a huge fan of the character Saul anyway. So the whole Better Call Saul theory is not a or yeah. show is not a. Oh, a but it is for me. But it is a good show. I, I would recommend it. You would recommend Better Call Saul? Yeah. Duly noted. All right, because we've been on the fence. My wife watched the first season and she thought it was just okay. Mm-hmm. But she said now that she's gotten me to truly just commit and, and binge watch all of Breaking Bad, she said, well, shit, with the last season coming back, why don't we binge watch, just roll right into Better Call Saul mm-hmm. and then watch season five as it starts to release itself week right, after right. week so that's probably what we'll do but you're i'll tell you what mark your 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 testimonial for better call saul is is a good one i i appreciate that that makes us indeed want to follow through on that plan mm-hmm. next up is the river what, what are you what are you doing oh that's it for news and prop bets let's check the river <laughs> Right, I am Griffin. drinking in honor of of Graham. I am drinking Canadian whiskey tonight, Great. specifically J.P. Weiser's fifteen year. <laughs> and and what's particularly fun about this bottle that I literally have in my hand, this bottle is conservatively three, maybe four years old at this time. Uh, I went to Canada with Jason, Brian, and Tanya came into town and joined us. Uh, some other listeners of the Vice Lounge slash 360 World joined us as well. And I picked up this J.P. Weiser bottle when we did a tour of said Weiser distillery. And the reason why I think that is a appropriato is because I listened to Graham's uh, little quick take of him recording you 2 Brian and Tanya, right. uh, at Las Vegas Gale at the Oscar Mm -hmm. dinner party. So everybody is, everybody in my world, everybody that's important to me outside of say my immediate family are being like roped into these podcasts that I've been listening to with Graham. (laughs) And I thought this is my way of trying to, uh, to repay how much I've enjoyed listening to, uh, to his podcast. So like the five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. This week, we've got a 360 FHE. Now, this is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, you went out and explored Lost Spirits at Area 15. Tell us about your first-hand experience. Karen, do you want to try and explain this? Because I tried to explain (laughs) Area 15, you know, the the proper place, and it's other than calling it an immersive environment. I, 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 I still don't. So I think I need to preface what I'm about to say with I had a realization moment with this that I was a bitch. at least that day was a grumpy old woman. <laughs> and I'll, I'll explain it as we go through. So 
going to Area 15, this was the first time I'd ever been there. Um, probably not the best weekend for that because there was some type oh, of BTS, BTS fan oh, event special something like they had a separate like across the street from an actual area 15 they had all these tents set up with mm-hmm. BTS logoing on them and then there was a separate entrance for I don't know a, a BTS event in the outdoor courtyard I don't know what it was it was mm-hmm. ungodly windy that day too um, so it took us a while to even figure out how to get into area 15. So we right. knew we were doing this distillery tour. I had no idea. I didn't know it wasn't in the building that we I were didn't trying either. to get into. No. Yeah. So, so first we're like, okay, well I'm in area 15 and I'm just looking around going, what the hell? And it was so, it was super busy. The line for, is it the mega Mart or the yes. meow wolf or what is it? I'm not sure. One of the two, uh, which is the Might grocery the store thing. that has all this hidden, stuff that you can find and read and I don't know the the line for that was out the building and we're just walking through this this building that's dark black lit lights glowing I just I'm looking around going I don't even know laser tag broke out at any moment right Um, and it it took us a while to so we see the the Lost Spirits distillery sign in the the opposite corner from where we came in Mm -hmm. Um, and we had a three o'clock tour time right so we're there's a line already so we're waiting in line and somebody checks us in and Hey, there's a a release form that you have to sign, and it's all online, and you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, which of course we didn't read the whole thing. Um, and then they gave you, and so you're once you do that, then you wait in this line to actually go up and get your ticket. And the ticket was a uh, playing card. A, it wasn't. A, it looked to me like a. It wasn't. No. Not oh, that. oh, not that. I, yeah, I'm thinking. The one where they did the stamps for the, right, the right. tasting. I don't know. It's supposed to look like an old school passport. I think something like that. Yeah. And then, then they gave us directions. You have to leave the building we're in. Walk two blocks. And walk. Well, they three. were blocks, but they were past like three other industrial buildings yeah. to the building in the back corner that housed the distillery okay, this is different. And I still, at this point, I still don't know what this is. I mm. didn't know there was a distillery there. It's like you read the website and they say it's a, uh, there's a tour, but then it's self-guided and you get live samples, but mm. you have to find them and there's live entertainment. And I just, my attitude for whatever reason that day was just like, I don't understand what this is. I'm not sure what I'm here. I mean, we went because our awesome friends, um, Don, uh, drinking Angel. in the Northwest, Donnie and his wonderful wife, Angel, you know, so they were going, so we wanted to meet up with them. Um, so we get to the entrance of the distillery and have to wait again because they load you in in groups. And then they, there's a whole, there's, there is a tour guide who kind of does this intro about, Hey, we're getting ready to go in. Don't get lost. You know, you might join our lost spirits, that kind of stuff. And that's when I found out it was um, the distillery is a rum distillery, which immediately did not put me in a good mood. I like that is my stuff was rough. So so the present the premise is it's all indoors. It's all in the dark. There are five different stations where you can get tastings and you have to find the stations in the dark. Um, and they stamp your card and you get your little, you know, one ounce pour or whatever it is, right. um, of this particular rum that you're getting. And they, the tour guide then, of course you think you're going in one door and the lights all go out and when they come it's up, actually there's a different door. It's like the haunted mansion when they start. Yeah. Uh, at Disney. Yeah. It's yeah. very, it's kind of like that. Um, and then the, this tour guide generally walks you through and gives you the overall layout of the spot. 
and then says, all right, you're on your own. <laughs> and it's kind of like, okay, what, what do we do now? <laughs> um, and so we did, there are stations where you can purchase cocktails throughout, which we did, we did buy a cocktail because I was like, all right, just while I'm drinking rum this rum, it's much, not yeah. going to be, I, I dumped a lot of them out, but so, yeah, so did I. again, you have to find the five stations. Um, and to me, it was just kind of like, I, where are these? And then I get there and I don't really like that one. And, um, I, I was just, I was grumpy about the whole thing. And then <laughs> after reading our friend Donnie's tweet about it, he was like, Super cool because we were there for about two hours, Something I think. Like and then right at the end, because they, they have a main show stage that's the top of every hour. And that one was just getting ready to start. And Mark and I were like, yeah, OK, we're, we're kind of done. I mean, and when I say show, they have um, they had a burlesque dancer that did a strip tease behind fans. They had magicians. They had um, like people doing like feats of strength from, from ropes hanging from the ceilings. They have all this kind of stuff happening. Um, and if you stop, when I stopped and think about it after reading Donnie's tweet, it was like, you know, this was super cool. You're kind of wandering around. You get all this live entertainment you get to watch. You get to sample all these. Di- and the, the, Well, you would have dug one of them, Tony. They had a, a female crooner. Oh, yeah. that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, she was really good. She was singing like today's pop songs with uh, uh, with her her croony style. It was awesome. Yeah, that does sound now that that her specifically. Let's find out where she's going to be <laughs> when I get into town. We'll we'll just go see her. Let's skip all the bullshit. But right. so, Karen, just can I ask a clarification question? Yeah. Did you not? Because I naturally assume that when you're at the you know the this. Pr- I say this person's distillery, this rum's distillery, they're going to sell you cocktails that have their rum within it. Where yes. Could, could yeah. the mixers not even save the rum itself no, to the, make it a good drink? The, no, the, the drinks, so, uh, the, at least the station we stopped at had two different cocktails. One was a rum punch and one was, I forget the other one I had, no. but it had ginger and lemongrass they, and they that were kind both of stuff in it. Much better. They were much better. Okay. Um, they were a little sweet. A okay. For too. for my taste, well, yeah, it was. Okay. It was. They were twelve dollars and fourteen dollars, and the fourteen dollar one came in a signature flask. Like the Ooh. the cocktail was already. It, it, uh, don't get excited. It looked like a like a. It was a little. It's like an old school glass bottle. Yeah. Like a glass and flask. They just had a big sticker they slapped on it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you got to keep it. You know, it's well, sure. I mean, so, I keep sure, but. But it was. I mean that. I was glad to have a cocktail because it sort of, you know, warmed Helped, up to the whole yeah. experience. But, you know, looking back on it, I have to really stop and think because one of the, like one of the, um, the rums was in a submarine, right? And so you you got your, um, you Not got a real your stamp, one, Tony. A, a, well, right, a so movie version. Yeah, none of none of this stuff was real, but it it was very themed and they took a lot of time hmm. and planning into how this was set up. So you even making the chandeliers all keep rocking back and forth. Well, that's what I was getting to. So, so when, when you went to the submarine and you got your stamp, they, they let you in with what looks like the inside of a submarine and you sit down and they tell you you're starting your journey under the sea and the lights go out. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hear a voice, um, cause there's this, like this disembodied voice that is one of the I lost spirits that. that is, you know, kind of touring you at these different, stops um but they they say they have some live entertainment a crooner and all of a sudden the portholes behind everybody um 
there's a singing fish and I, I don't want to necessarily <laughs> oh, give it all away. That's right. Oh, okay. But all of a sudden you're so, like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> Sorry, that that took me by surprise. That right. was not, that's not where I thought that sentence ended. No, but then once once that was done, then there was another door that opened that you went into and it was set up like a, a lounge area uh, in an under the water boat ship of some kind. So there were portholes and they actually had like looking through the portholes, there was, you know, moving scenery. There's fish and there's plants. So you look like you're underwater and the chandeliers in this room, cause it's a super high, tall ceiling are swaying back and forth as if you're either on a boat that's swaying or you're under the water and the currents are moving them. Um, and it was a really cool, like you got your, your sample and you were able to sit and lounge and talk and sip and do all of that. So you know, looking back on it, and that's just one of the the stops. There were multiple stops that were themed. Um, it it was somebody put a lot of work and effort into this. Sure. And sure. for what was it, sixty bucks? I think. I don't remember. So again, we were there for for two hours. You got basically, I think, five ounces was what, was what you ended up with of rum in your tastings, and you had all this live entertainment. And you just sort of wandered around and, you know, did what you wanted to. So as far as a unique experience, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And so I, I think it would be if you're number one, if you're a fan of rum, that would be. And if you're into this kind of artistic thing, it's it was, again, my initial reaction to it. And then my reflection on my reaction to it was I was being grumpy about the whole thing. Sure. Um, I think it is very, it's a very creative and unique experience. Last question. Then we really, uh, we can move on, but do you, if you would have known at least going into it and, and I'll, I'll bifurcate the question, actually, either if you would have known it was rum going into it, or if you would have shown up and it was, you know, a, a quote unquote whiskey, you know, that, that they were distilling. Right. Do you think either of those things, either knowing at least when you walked in that it was a rum distillery or, or at least it, it being something that wasn't rum, do you think that would have changed your 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 perhaps quote-unquote grumpy old lady <laughs> um, approach? The, know, knowing what type of spirit it was going in would have made a big difference for me because okay. then I think I would have had a, an expectation of, all right, well, it's rum. I'm not really going to like it, but I know I'm going to hang out with friends. Okay. And again, for 60 bucks for the, the, and we could have stayed there a lot longer, you know, but for the, the two hours or whatever it was, um, you know, I think would have changed my mind. I would have been happier about it if it was a whiskey or, or something else like that. Um, okay. But they do, I, I will say this, they, they do give you a tour of the distillery. So there is a separate thing you go in and you get to see where they make the rum and how they make the rum. And I will say they make it in a very unique way that most rum distilleries don't employ. So I will leave that as a teaser, especially sure, for anybody absolutely. that's a what fan a great, of rum. Um, that's a great teaser. Yeah. It, it was, it was really kind of interesting and fascinating. So, and you got to understand, and again, the, the folks that were pouring the various kinds of rum were very knowledgeable about them. So there was one that was a pineapple infused. There was one that was a cherry infused. Um, there was some that just, I, I think the highest proof we had was like, was it 115 or something? I don't know. Like they that? warned you it'll burn your mouth. <laughs> yeah, there were there was there were two that were, were pretty solid, but I mean they were just very knowledgeable about the spirits and and what you were drinking and like um, your lips make it numb. That's okay. That's a good thing. Yeah, they did tell us that after the first the first one they gave us. It's like all right, so your mouth is going to go numb. That's a good thing. That means it's getting ready for more. I'm like, okay, right. great. <laughs> so. 
It was, yeah, it was, looking back on it, it, it's a very unique and a very vegas experience, I will say that. I love it. Thank you for giving that feedback. I, I am really, really interested in checking out this Area 15 place. I've listened to Scott talk about it on his podcast, and he used the ex- almost the literal exact same words that you guys used to start this whole conversation off with, which was, how do you describe it to somebody? You just can't. I still don't. And that's just the distillery. I still don't get what the main building of it has Area to be immersive 15 art. That's is. what I, I'm convinced it's immersive art. But I don't, I, I felt, and again, walking in there, and because it was so crowded, that immediately kind of touched oh, me off everything. Oh, I completely agree with you. I can't imagine ever going to it for that very reason. But, but then everything you went into in there cost something. No, it doesn't. Mm. What are you talking about? So you walk in. Well, you had to pay tickets to do the distillery tour. Oh, you have yes, to pay tickets yes, to go into Meow Wolf. Thought, you have to pay tickets to... Right. Like, you've got to pay... I thought when you, you meant when, the, when they the were in Megamart. The little crazy floating chairs they had running around the ceiling. You had to pay to do those. And to me, it was just kind of like, okay, granted, it's free to get in, and so you can decide what you want to do. But it was such a production to get there, and I don't know that any of those things are like a super draw for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. And and I will can I my final thought before I swear to God I will move us along. Uh, As we'll a see. tourist to Vegas, I don't know if that's how I want to spend a half day or a full day, depending on like how you know how like much a, you want to like invest. A, a safe LSD trip. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that that may, that might be the best way to describe it. Let's get into the PayPal donation. We got a very, very uh, kind compliment and and generous contribution from somebody from PayPal. Karen, what's going on there? So we got a karma donation uh, from at Shane Rogers 92. He writes karma donation because 100% of the time they work 100% (laughs) for a trip. May 1st to 8th convention at Venetian. Then wife joining me for the last part for some R and R. Hell yes. Yes, sir. You're going to have a fantastic time, and I'm glad to hear conventions are coming back. Yes. Yes, for sure. All right. And then finally, and this is super cool. We've got an email. God, I just, I love these emails so much from another friend of the show. Now, here's a little bit of trivia. You guys may not have known this. John's middle name actually is Hanky. So using his full name, Karen, can you go (laughs) ahead and um, share with us the email that we've received, please? Yes, this is an email from John Panky. (laughs) Hence Tony's (laughs) joke. He writes, Mark. Apparently, he's completely ignoring <laughs> Tony and I. I think he's just admitting who the <laughs> coolest person he was. That <laughs> That's true. That's fair. That's fair. He writes, absolutely wonderful to meet you and Karen. So bummed we can't make Vegas vacation this year, but we'll make it work one of these days. We'll be back over Labor Day, so hopefully we can hook up then. Here's a trip report from our visit. Feel free to read or not read on the show. You know if you send it in, we're going to read it. Not, not all, most. Oh, most. There are some that are just not. Well, some of them are clearly just like, hey, what do you think about this? Or, oh, yeah, I agree with what you were talking about the air fryer the other day. Yeah. Although I did get it. Okay. Speaking of the air fryer, I did get a tip from a listener on Twitter yeah. that because I was complaining about I couldn't get a lot of wings in the air oh, fryer shit. at one time. Yeah, yeah. And and he said that he actually stands his wings up. Before oh, I wow. forget, somebody told me um, you have to try Oreos in an in a, uh, air fryer instead of blow your mind. What? Why? Oh, it was, it was Eric Testa, as a matter of fact, is who it was. He just said they're amazing. You got to try them. Oreos in an air fryer? Yeah. An air fryer. Interesting. Oreo. Okay. Uh, Eric, you need to email me or message me or something, but why would you even do this? I don't understand. Because it's an air fryer. It makes everything better, right? But they're already well, crispy 
cookies. It's like, no, I no, it's, I think it's supposed to be a la when Mermaids was still open on Fremont and they did deep fried Oreos. Oh, deep fried Oreos, yeah. But then you have the breading. You don't have breading. Yet. I don't, I need more explanation yes. into this. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the tip I got on, on Twitter, and I apologize, I don't remember who sent it to me off the top of my head, uh, said that he stands the, the wings up so that he can get more in. And so my, my follow-up was, okay, do you have to rotate them? Because when I cook them the normal way, you've got to flip them over a couple times to get them crispy all the way around. Uh, and I said, you know, I'm not sure that my balancing skills are going to be good enough to make this happen. And, and he replied back and said, no, you don't, you don't have to turn them. You can just put them in. And he said, it is, it's quite a feat. And his, his wife, when he's trying to fit these wings in here and stand them up, is frequently um, trying to make him laugh and, and laughing at him as he's, <laughs> he's trying to arrange these. So I haven't tried that yet, but um, this, is, this is where I love the listeners giving back because now I have new tips that I need to try. That's awesome. I want to know how many can you realistically do because you can get a whole lot more when you're standing them up. Yeah. But it sure seems like you could really pack them in. So, so well, let but us you know. have to still have enough room for the air to circulate. That's how they fry and get cooked. So, that's the tricky part of it, right? right. So, no, I, I need that's to figure true. it out. Okay. Sorry. Back to John's email. He says this report covers our trip Thursday, April 16th through Monday, April 18th, staying at Circa. Most of our time was divided between stadium swim, enjoying the music on Fremont, visiting new, conce- new casinos, and lots of blackjack. A couple big wins on our last night turned a depleted bankroll into an almost break-even situation. Nice. Is there anything more fun than sitting at a low-limit table with some fun strangers and having a few of the casino's black chips in front of you? I submit there is not. I concur. It's what everybody wants, right? <laughs> I don't mind. The money I take to Vegas, I... I anticipate losing, but if you want to let me win it all back on on my last night, I I would argue winning my money back on my last night in town is sweeter than winning a ton of money my first day in town and then losing Low it all back all. to the casino. Right. right, definitely. Highlights of the trip included meeting and then hanging out with Mark and Karen at Pizza Rock, Banger Brewery, and Vegas Vicky's on Friday night. I had high hopes for the evening, but had no idea how much fun we would actually have. (laughs) It was like meeting best friends you never knew you had. I told you, this show is a friend filter. That was awesome. We just kept it. I didn't realize how late it was when we finally... Because we, we closed down Banger Brewery and then went to Vegas Vicky's and at some point we're like, okay, we really need to get home. Right. <laughs> but we were just having such a blast with them. They're awesome, awesome people. And his his wonderful wife who actually has listened to the podcast. So she had yes. some clue what she was getting herself right. into. So. Uh, side note, listen to the, quote, overconfident Karen episode. When we got back and there was a comment from Mark about how they always wanted the show to be a bunch of friends sitting around talking about Vegas. After our meeting, I love listening to the show even more because the humor and that feeling of friendship is so much more elevated. Yeah. Yay. Oh, that's what makes reading these fun. I'm like, oh, we met them. I know (laughs) them. Saturday was the Viva Las Vegas Rockabilly Festival at the Orleans. It's always in mid-April, and I'd recommend anyone with an interest in rockabilly, vintage cars, tattoos, burlesque, Americana, and people watching to check it out. That's quite the list. Right. We also went to Resorts World for the first time, and Mark was curious about my thoughts, so here you go. Keep in mind, we visited after spending a couple of hours at the Golden Tiki with Mark. (laughs) So I was in a great mood and was very receptive to whatever Resorts World had to offer. I really liked it. I can see how some might describe it like a high-end mall, but I thought the entry was beautiful. The casino was huge with lots of dramatic lighting elements. The bars surrounding the restaurants were interest the bars and surrounding restaurants were interesting to look at. I'm typically just a looky-loo in high-end casinos, but I will definitely be coming back for the famous foods area. 
So many interesting choices from cultures I've never tried before. If it was more walkable, I'm sure we would visit Resorts World on every trip. Hmm. Also, Meow Wolf on Monday was fun, but quite frankly, we were a little tired. That, again, Area 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. That's, I think, the immersive grocery store is the Meow Wolf. I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm I think sure. that's it. John, Do you actually grocery shop there? No, no it's not real. They're not real it's, products. Yeah, like you. They're meant to be commentaries on things. Social commentary on yeah. stuff. Yeah, but like you have to like. Oh, super! Yeah. Thank you, thank you for lecturing me through. Yeah. Mass market purchases. Well, and so like you, 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 you're in the grocery store, quote unquote, and you, you know, think you're opening a door to a freezer, but then it's actually a doorway with a slide that takes you down to a whole other area. Like there's all kinds of weird stuff like that. Like yeah. a real slide? Do I get to slide? No, on there something? are no like, slides. <laughs> I have. You are really ruining what I think Area 15 should be. (laughs) John wraps up and says, that's about it. Home and tired, but already thinking about the next trip. P.S. I was going to try to put a lot of humor in this trip report, but after listening to the trip reports from last week, I felt unworthy. (laughs) Warm regards, John and Jennifer. Well, thank you, John and Jennifer. Yeah, we had a great time with you guys. Yeah, it was awesome to meet him. And again, John um, has a, a 3D printer um, we found out he is a, an architect by nature, but he is the one that has been creating these replica um, Las Vegas signs and sending them to Mark on his 3D printer. So that's kind of how we've started interacting with him. And um, he's done some amazing work. And the fact that he just keeps sending these to us is, yeah, is kind of awesome. crazy. We were talking with him, Tony, about um, can he do some type of uh, souvenir, keepsake, something on his 3D printer for a Vegas vacation. And so kind of need to put our heads together because I was trying to think about was the, for the cocktail event, is there something that he could create with the 360 Vegas logo on it that we can give in the gift bags or something else like that? So I think we need to kind of seriously sit down and put our heads together to, to see what, what he might be able to do that would be, you know, obviously super unique and very exclusive. So Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I got a very, very kind... Uh, Twitter DM from a great friend of the show who did a screenshot of our 360 Vegas uh, uh, rocks glasses that we were given away. Yeah. And sure. he said he's and, and I'm somewhat paraphrasing, but he, not too far off because he clearly took some sort of very drunken Tony line that I have said in, in previous podcasts and, and applied it towards his DM tweet. He said, uh, who in the name of Debbie Gibson's dick do I need to suck to be able to get one of these glasses? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> insinuating that I think Debbie Gibson is still remarkably attractive for her age. Yeah. 40 years after, 30 years after uh, her, 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 her heyday. Right. Um, and uh, he said, and I said, I'm sorry, buddy, but this is, this is truly and exclusively, we only order up the number of glasses that we need for, the cocktail event. So Karen, I would be happy to text with you. Maybe we'll do it sometime in the early to middle part of next week's just, you know, just so that you can still enjoy the time with your mom while, while she's in town. But I I love it. I think it's a super cool idea. Anything we can do that makes it worthwhile and a unique experience to want to be a part of our cocktail events. I think something that John could put together for us would be an awesome, awesome opportunity. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to get our heads together. And it might be better to do it when mom is here because when she goes and I have to go back to work, it's going to be a 
nightmare. So, um, duly we'll noted. I'll call you as soon as we get done podcasting here. <laughs> well, no, don't do that because we're heading down to dinner <laughs> at. Uh, no, no, <laughs> right now. I'm ready. Actually, I'm calling you right now as we record. <laughs> All right, all right. That's going to do it for, for episode number 399. Thank you for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And you can get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback or even a fun little uh, PayPal donation, you can be as cool as our friend Shane Roger 92 or John Panky. And please send that to 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I'm at 360Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at 360Vegas Karen. We just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Bye.